Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, it's Amy Martinez. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's Arsenal audio program. Arsenal vs Southampton, Saturday, November the 23rd, Premier League, 3pm. 1. Contents. 2. Head Coach. 3. Captain. 4. Voice of Arsenal. 5. Player Feature. 6. Arsenal Academy. 7. Match Action. Arsenal vs Wolves. 8. Community 9. Visitors 10. My Story 11. Match Action Leicester City vs Arsenal 12. Club Culture 13. Arsenal Women 14. My Arsenal 15. Teams Unai Emery Raring to go again after the international break. Good afternoon and welcome back everyone to Emirates Stadium. We're coming into today's game off the back of a busy international break and a difficult set of results where we had a great opportunity to push into the top four. It was frustrating to lose against Leicester and draw with Wolves, but we're optimistic going forward and I know that we need to maintain a higher level of performance, both individually and collectively. There are a few ways that we can achieve that. We need to improve our performances and show greater control in our game throughout the 90 minutes. We also need to build a better connection with our supporters at Emirates Stadium. We can't just think about the result. Yes, we are very rarely losing at home, but we need to convince you, the supporters, with our performances. This is such an important factor. Looking back on the Leicester game, I actually think our attitude was good and that we carried out our game plan as we prepared. But once they scored the first goal, it obviously changes the match. We created chances and we had our moments to take the lead or even reduce the deficit but Leicester are in a very good moment at home and they're feeling really strong. One week earlier, we were again disappointed with the 1-1 draw here against Wolves. In a game against a strong team like that, when you have the opportunity at 1-0 to get more of an advantage, you need to take it. But we didn't. We struggled to kick on and grab that second goal. 
We created some chances to score the second, but we needed to be more efficient in those actions. When we were winning 1-0, we knew that Wolves have a habit of getting results against big teams, and they did. Since then, we've received criticism for our performances and results, and I accept it all. We accept the applause when we win, and we accept when there is criticism too. We are here to win football matches, and we know when we win, we are all happy. But when we lose, it is the opposite. This is normal. This is football. What we need to do now is stay calm, move forward, and focus on improving. We've had some negative circumstances at the beginning of the season that have prevented us from finding an emotional balance. The players, the club and me are all speaking together and we know we need some passion and we need to recover our confidence. I am sure we are going to do that. Last year, we lost our first two matches and we spoke how we can progress. This year, we won our first two matches and little by little we've lost points and our positive position in the table. Now we need to start again to achieve our objectives. The gap between us and the top four is currently too much. We know it won't take a short time to reduce that gap, but that's our goal, and our challenge now is to reduce the distance, and today's game is the first opportunity for us to do that. Southampton are currently in a bad moment, but the reality is that every game in the Premier League is difficult. Even though they're struggling for results, they've been very competitive in some difficult games, losing in the last moments against Tottenham and Manchester City and defeating Sheffield United, who have been very impressive this season. They're going to be very motivated to achieve three points against us, but we will also be striving to impose our game plan on them and maintain a high intensity over 90 minutes. Today's game is a big opportunity for us. The captain, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, over on his first home match day as club captain. Today is a very important day for me as it's my first home game as Arsenal's club captain. I took over from Granit in tough circumstances, but I am very happy and very proud to be wearing the armband. This afternoon is really special for me and my family. It is an honour and I will do my best and give everything to be worthy of the captaincy. Arsenal has a great history of wonderful captains like Patrick Vieira and Tony Adams, for example. It is a privilege to follow in their footsteps, and I will honour the armband by doing my very best on and off the pitch. When I was younger, I remember always wanting to be captain in my youth teams. I was talking about it with my mum just the other day, actually. We were laughing because we recalled how I used to buy armbands myself so I could wear them. At the start of my career, I was not too focused on being captain or not. Now it feels right. It comes with a lot of responsibilities, but I feel I can do a great job. I have been Gabon captain since 2015, and that was also a great honour. My dad was also the national team captain when he was playing, so... So, to take over from him, in a way, was again very special. Now, I am doing the double with Arsenal and Gabon, and it is a wonderful privilege. 
At Arsenal, I'm lucky to be able to rely on other leaders in the dressing room and on the pitch. For me, being captain doesn't mean that I decide everything on my own and don't listen to anyone else. Guys like Masoud, Lanka, Hector, Papa are very important in the squad. They will help me. They are respected. People listen when they talk. They have plenty of experience as well, so altogether we will lead this club. I would like to also say a word for Granite. I understand that sometimes one can make mistakes. It happens to all of us. Granite is one of us. We are all here for him, and I know how mentally strong he is. It was tough to see all of this happening, but we need to move forward now all together. There are still plenty of games to be played this season, and we can still achieve our objectives, finish in the top four, win the Europa League and FA Cup. Even if we lost some ground over the top four in recent weeks, we can still do it. We need to put on a good run of results. December will be a key month. It's the most important month of the season for me. We will play a lot of matches and if we get good results and play well, then we will be in a good position for 2020. So our goals have not changed, but we have to do more than we have done so far this season. In that sense, today's game against Southampton is crucial. I don't think we played badly at Leicester at all, but in the end, they were more clinical than us. Now we need to bounce back, especially at home, and get back to winning ways. We all have to give more, to go the extra mile. It won't be easy today, it never is in the Premier League, but this is a game we should win. They lost heavily against Leicester a few weeks ago, but then made it hard for Manchester City to beat them in the league, so we have to be careful. They have good players like Buffal and Vestergaard, who I know well from our time in the Bundesliga. This week has been quite eventful on the other side of North London, hasn't it? We all know now that the next North London derby in April will be even more special and even more intense with Jose Mourinho on the Tottenham bench. We will be ready for it. Finally, this is my message for you Arsenal fans. We need you. You are amazing. Your support is amazing. And we need to all pull in the same direction now. The only way we will achieve our objectives is to be together. I really hope that you will be massively behind us today and for the rest of the season. I want this place rocking and to feel the Emirates as a 12th man. Enjoy the game. And come on, Arsenal. Voice of Arsenal. Gabby Go. Congratulations to Gabrielle Martinelli, who was voted as your Arsenal Player of the Month for October. Our Brazilian teenager started the month in fantastic form, with two goals and an assist in our win over Standard Liège. Martinelli followed it up with a goal against Vitoria in our next Europa League game at Emirates Stadium, before netting another brace at Anfield during our 10-goal Carabao Cup clash with Liverpool. The 18-year-old also impressed with his defensive work rate in Premier League games, most notably against Bournemouth. Nobody made more tackles than our youngster, despite him only joining the action in the 63rd minute. Martinelli received 75% of the votes cast, with Matteo Guendouzi finishing in second place and Nicolas Pepe in third. Prog fact. Late developers in terms of league football 
Southampton didn't play in the top division until 1966-67, although they had played Arsenal once previously in the 1927 FA Cup semi-final at Stamford Bridge. We won 2-1. In the old first division, the first match took place on Boxing Day 1966, and we gave our fans a late Christmas present with a 4-1 win, with two goals each from youngsters John Radford and George Armstrong. Sir Henry Norris Grave Renovation Arsenal recently arranged for the grave of former chairman Sir Henry Norris to be renovated. Following information from supporters who located Norris's grave in East Sheen Cemetery near Richmond, the club worked with London Stone Conservation and the ever-helpful Emma at the cemetery and mended damaged curbstones on the grave and restored the lettering. As most fans will know, Norris was the pivotal figure in Arsenal's move from Woolwich to Islington and also instrumental in the Gunners' beginning life after the First World War for season 1919-20 in the First Division and we've been in the top flight ever since. Sir Henry, who died on July 30th, 1934, is buried with his wife Edith and sister Ada. The renovation work follows our recent efforts on Herbert Chapman's grave in Hendon Cemetery. Christmas giveaways. Yes, we know it's still November, but we have so many amazing goodies to give away through the Match Day programme, we have to start the ball rolling now. In today's issue, we are giving away three amazing prize trebles. The treble being our official A3 2020 calendar, Slim Pocket 2020 diary and the Desk Easel 2020 calendar. The A3 calendar features poster-sized images of your favourite players and is also available for £10 from Arsenal Direct. The Pocket Diary is full of Arsenal-based extras and can also be bought from danilo.com for £5.99. The Easel calendar has a built-in stand, an imagery of key moments in Arsenal's history and can also be bought from Arsenal Direct for £6.00 but you have a chance of winning a bundle of all three by answering the following question correctly. Which two Arsenal players are both 20 years old? A. Kieran Tierney and Hector Bellerin B. Matteo Guendouzi and Joe Willock C. Gabriel Martinelli and Emil Smith-Rowe Email your entries to program at arsenal.co.uk Tweet us at AFC Programme or post to Programme Competition, Highbury House, 75, Drayton Park, London, N31BU. One entry per person, all entries by Friday, November the 29th. Adidas, the Addy years. There are some more wonderful memories of games against Southampton during the Adidas years, many involving Ian Wright, who scored three hat-tricks against them in three seasons. One came on his league debut in a 4-0 win on September the 28th, 1990, which gave us this iconic Arsenal image with the other goal scorer that day and right his best friend, David Rowcastle. Picture of the week. Emirates Stadium Daily Mile. Arsenal in the community and the Daily Mile combined their passion for getting young people active by inviting thousands of local school children to run in unison around Emirates Stadium. 
more than 1,400 children from 20 local primary schools joined Arsenal fans and special guests Paralympian David Weir and rudimental musician Leon Rolle, a.k.a. DJ Locksmith, for the combined effort. Gunnosaurus also took part to support Arsenal in the community's healthy living initiative and the Daily Miles aim to encourage children of all ages to participate in at least 15 minutes of physical activity a day. The event formed part of Arsenal in the community's healthy living offering, which delivers everything from family fitness sessions to diet and nutrition programs for over 30s. It was amazing to welcome 20 local primary schools to Emirates Stadium to complete the Daily Mile together, explained Arsenal in the community's healthy living coordinator, Joe Chaffee. We know the power football and the Arsenal name has amongst young people, so it is important that we use this to encourage the benefits of living an active and healthy lifestyle. All of the children that took part were a credit to their schools. Some even wanted to do more laps. And it made a huge difference having David and Leon join us to show their support for our work in this area. It was also brilliant to work in conjunction with Islington Council to ensure as many local school children as possible could benefit from this initiative. Some of the Daily Milers will be running round the pitch at half-time today. Please give them a warm round of applause. Ref Watch Our referee this afternoon will be Stuart Atwell from Nuneaton, Warwickshire. The 36-year-old has worked his way up from non-league football to officiate managers in the English Football League, Premier League and Champions League. In 2008, he became the youngest referee to officiate in the top flight at 25, a record since broken by Michael Oliver. He's shown a total of 336 yellow cards and 13 red cards in the Premier League. We won our first match officiated by Atwell back in 2010, when goals from Lauren Koscielny, Marouane Kamach, Alex Song and Carlos Vela secured a 4-1 home victory against Bolton Wanderers. He's taken charge of eight Arsenal fixtures to date, showing 20 yellow cards and calling 9.5 fouls per game. He's yet to dismiss an Arsenal player. North London is red, Arsenal goes green. We have recently implemented a reusable cup scheme in Emirates Stadium as part of the club's steps towards being a more sustainable football club. Don't forget to return your cup to the cup collection points located around Emirates Stadium. Become a part of the club's sustainability drive. Williamson gets off the mark. Leah Williamson timed her first Lionesses goal to perfection last week as she scored a late winner to secure a 3-2 friendly victory over the Czech Republic. Teresa Switzikova opened the scoring for the hosts in the 15th minute before Bethany England equalised with an instinctive finish inside the area. The Gunners' Beth Mead then found the bottom corner with a stunning curling effort only for Shvetsikova to score her second and level the scores. Phil Neville's side continued to push for a winner in the second half and with less than four minutes remaining, Williamson took aim from 20 yards and found the bottom left corner with a deflected effort. At just 22 years of age, Williamson was playing in her 14th match for the Lionesses and is now a regular in Neville's side due to her fine domestic form with Joe Montemuro's team. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. 
If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and wider community. Thank you for your support. Text FOUL to 67777. Matchball Sponsor Our Matchball Sponsor today is Sam Carosa. Given a choice to go anywhere in the world with his aunts, Sam is such a huge Arsenal fan, he chose to fly across the pond to see today's game. Go Gunners! Best of the International Break Granit Xhaka scored the sixth goal as Switzerland booked their place at Euro 2020 with a 6-1 win over Gibraltar. The Swiss qualify for next summer's tournament as Group D champions, one point ahead of Denmark. Rhys Nelson scored the third and final goal in England's under-21s win over Albania in Schochter. He came on for fellow Hale End graduate Joe Willock on the hour mark and slotted home the young Lions final goal from close range. It keeps England top of the Euro under-21 qualification Group C with a 100% record. Gabriel Martinelli made his first Brazil under-21 appearance playing the first 75 minutes of their 1-0 win over the United States in Las Palmas. Mateus Cunha scored the winning goal as the Salacos youngsters continue to build momentum ahead of their pre-Olympic tournament in January 2020. Martinelli did have chances to open his account on his debut. Our young forward headed straight at the goalkeeper in the first half before getting on the end of a quick counter-attack after the break, only to be denied for a second time. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang claimed an assist in Gabon's crucial 2021 Africa Cup of Nations qualifying win over Angola. After Aaron Bupenza had given the Panthers an early lead, our striker sprinted onto a long ball and teed up Dennis Buanga to slot home. The visitors pulled one back in Franceville with just five minutes to go, but Gabon held on to pick up their first three points and go top of Group D. Lucas Torreira delivered a standout performance in Uruguay's 2-2 friendly draw with Argentina in Tel Aviv. Starting at the base of midfield, the 23-year-old picked out Luis Suarez with an inch-perfect pass in the build-up to Edison Cavani's opener. Sergio Aguero then pulled Argentina level, but Uruguay responded almost immediately, with Suarez firing home an unstoppable free kick. La Celeste looked to be heading towards victory in Israel, but Lionel Messi converted from the penalty spot in the second minute of stoppage time to equalise. Arsenal, league champions, 1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1930-1
2002, 2003, 2005, 2014, 2015, 2017. League Cup winners, 1986-87, stroke 1992-93. stroke Charity Community Shield winners, 1930, 1931, 1933, 1934, 1938, 1948, 1953, 1991, shared, 1998, 1999, 2002, 2004, 2014, 2015, 2017. Fairs Cup winners, 1969-70. stroke European Cup Winners Cup Winners, 1993-94. stroke FA Youth Cup Winners, 1996, 1971, 1988, 1994, 2000, 2001, 2009. Arsenal Football Club, 75 Drayton Park, London, N5 1BU. Telephone 0207-619-5000. Website www.arsenal.com. Email program at arsenal.co.uk. Directors Sir Chips Keswick, Chairman Ken Fryer, OBE, Richard Carr, Lord Harris of Peckham, Stan Crunker, Josh Crunker. Secretary David Miles. Head of Football, Raul Sanlehi. Managing Director, Vinay Venkatesham. Technical Director, Edu. Head Coach, Unai Emery. This concludes Voice of Arsenal. Tierney. It was a slow start to his Arsenal career for Kieran Tierney, as he continued his rehabilitation south of the border from a hernia operation after his move from Celtic in August. But the 22-year-old, who has 12 caps for Scotland, has returned to full fitness and forced himself into Unai Emery's starting eleven at left-back, illustrating his blend of solid defence and exciting attacking influence, with a couple of assists to his name already. The matchday programme caught up with Kieran to discuss his first three months at the club and the challenge we face today from Southampton – in particular from one of his oldest footballing friends in Saints' ranks. Kieran, how did it feel to finally swap green and white for red and white and run out at Emirates Stadium? Putting on the Arsenal shirt for the first time against Nottingham Forest in the Cup was a massive step for my career. It is a privilege to play for this club. It's a massive club and has a massive fan base as well. To step onto the Emirates pitch, there was obviously a lot of pressure on me. Coming down as a new signing means that people's expectations may be high. But in that game, it went well for me as well. I played for 75 minutes, and then I came off for Hector, and he came on and got himself an assist as well. So I think that night, all in all, for all the injured boys, Rob also came back and got a goal on his first game back, I think that night as a whole was just really successful for everybody. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A week later, you got an assist in the Europa League. We could see how happy you were in that moment. To get that first assist for the club was great. And of course, it was a big game, a Europa League game, and you want to win that. You especially want to win when you're in front of your own fans. So my reaction and my excitement from the goal that Gabby scored was brilliant, and obviously the credit goes to Gabby because it was not an easy finish at all. It was obviously a big decision for you to leave Celtic, your boyhood club. Tell us about that. When I found out Arsenal were interested in me, it was the summertime, and I was recovering from an injury. My agent had told me, it's serious, there's serious interest here, and I was thinking that it's such a massive club in a massive league, and I'd be playing with and against some of the best players in the world every single day of every single week, and the opportunity that gives me to progress as a player. I'm still young, only 22, and I'm playing against players in training with the stature of Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe and Masut. Just playing against these players and training with them is going to make me a better player. I'm just delighted to be here and delighted to listen and learn and give back to the fans for the support they've given me. I'd like to thank them and also the club for having faith in me to sign me. You had to be patient when you got here, dealing with the tail end of a double hernia injury. Was it a frustrating period? I came here injured, and that's not ideal. You want to go into the club, hit the ground running, and play and train. For me, I was not isolated, but I was away from the group and training with the physios, the sports scientists, and the other injured boys. I think looking back on it, it might actually have been a good thing. It gave me time to settle into a new club and a different city with a completely new life for me here. Maybe it gave me a few weeks to kind of settle myself and get used to the new surroundings. The boys were brilliant with me. At the time, it was Hector and Dinos who were with me, and they helped me massively with settling in, and the coaches did as well. What are your aims for this season? I've never been one who sets aims or goals for myself. I think it maybe puts a bit of pressure on you that you actually don't need. Maybe it works for other people, 
But for me, the thing I do is just work 100% every day and try to be happy. If I can do those two things as much as I can, then that's as much as I can give. I give everything, whether it's in training or in games, and I just try to play with a smile on my face. It's been a tough time for today's opponent, Southampton. Can you imagine what it's like to try and move on from a 9-0 defeat? At Celtic, we had defeats in Europe that were quite big. We lost 7-1 or 7-0, stuff like that. That does dent your confidence, of course. But I think that's when your team's spirit and your togetherness is needed the most. I think if your team has got good spirit and good togetherness, then you can bounce back. Of course you can. The good thing about football is that there's always a chance to bounce back and your next game is never too far away. In the week that followed that game, Southampton had to play Man City twice. What do you think that asks of your mentality so soon after a heavy defeat? I think that no matter who your next game is going to be against, after that, the 9-0, it's going to be a big game. It's going to be tough and it's going to be hard. But to then find out that it's going to be Manchester City, arguably the best team in the country, a team who are going to pass the ball all the time. You know what game you're in for before you play Man City. You know what kind of game they play and how good they are and how dangerous they are. So of course it's going to be hard, but it takes a lot of togetherness to get through those tough times. Ultimately, Southampton lost narrowly 2-1 to Man City and they went ahead in that game too. That shows they are able to put in strong showings against big sides. Yes, of course. Southampton are a good team. One result doesn't define your season as such, so we know that we will still be in for a tough game. You don't get easy games at all. But we've been looking forward to it. We've worked hard in training this week and we've prepared well for this game. Stuart Armstrong has started Southampton's last three games. He's someone you've played with many times, including your debut. Stuart is a great player. He's able to score a goal from a half chance and from 20 or 30 yards, as people have seen. And I think he deserves a chance to play. I played alongside him at Celtic for years, and also at international level with Scotland as well. So to see him come down here... I hope he plays, and I hope he does well. But not against us right enough, but against everybody else. Off the pitch, I still keep in contact with him. You have a few teammates who go away, and you never know if you're going to stay in contact. But I still talk to Stuart quite a lot, and he's a great guy. He's helped me on and off the pitch, particularly when I was a young player coming through at Celtic. He's a really good guy. He was famous with the fans at Celtic for scoring belters and having fine hair. Yeah, his song was a great tune. I think everybody up at Celtic is still sad they can't sing that one anymore because he's away. But it wouldn't be right to sing it about anyone else because his hair really is immaculate most days. So yeah, it was a really good tune. Arsenal Academy Young Gun Daniel Oyogoki Around the Academy, Gunners star for England. Remember, Anthony Stokes, Match Reports, Spurs Under-23s, 
Cambridge Under-21s. Young gun, Daniel Ayagoki, talking to Aidan Small. The Basics, born Barnet, January the 3rd, 2003. Joined Arsenal, summer 2019. Height and weight, 6 feet, 80 kilos. Position, defender. Being part of the Arsenal Academy and seeing players like Buke Osaka rise through the ranks is incredible. It proves that there's a pathway into the first team and that if you're hungry and determined enough, you can make it there too. Funnily enough, I actually trained with Bukeo quite a lot when I was 14, but then he quickly started to progress and hasn't looked back since. He's almost two years older than me and he was genuinely ridiculous in training. That was actually my first season at the club and it took some getting used to because I'd spent the previous five years of my career with Barnet. They're in the conference premier now, but I was there from the age of nine to 14 and I love my time there because I actually grew up as a Barnet fan. They were my local club and my school was right next to their stadium, so we always used to get free tickets to watch them. Naturally, they became my team. Barnet was a different kind of test for me compared to Arsenal. It was less about the practical and technical side of the game and far more about physical ability. Since I've been at Arsenal, I've trained so much more often and training has become a lot harder. You have to think a lot more when you're training for Arsenal and I wasn't really used to that when I first joined. It was the tactical side of my game that needed the most work but I think I picked it up really quickly and things have been going well since. When I first moved up to Coney, I was injured for three months, so that was really hard for me because obviously I couldn't play and I couldn't be as involved as I wanted to be. But since I've returned from injury, I've been playing for the under-18s and I recently scored my first goal against Fulham too. It was Miguel Aziz who stood over the corner and he forced a Fulham defender to clear it to Charlie Patino on the edge of the area. Then he's headed it back into the box and I flicked it into the opposite corner. It was such a good feeling to get off the mark. At Coney we obviously sit down with our coaches and talk about what we can improve most and one of my biggest focuses has been my dribbling with the ball. That's been a bit harder for me because I'm a fullback and I've recently been playing centre-back quite a lot, but in that Fulham game I played my first game as a full-back and grabbed a goal. That was really encouraging for me because it's where I want to play, and it's where I feel I can have the biggest impact. I've played as a full-back for England at youth level, and I actually received my first call-up to England under-17s only a few weeks ago. It was a really proud moment, but getting my first England call-up at under-16 level was crazy to me. I'd only just come from Barnet, and I was a sub in my first year at Arsenal, so I was really happy with myself, because I'd made some really big jumps in my career in such a short time. I was really proud to play for my country, and I think that's the same with every other lad in the youth setup. Everyone looks forward to joining up with England. We're all good friends, and we've all got each other's backs. It's the same at Arsenal too. I'm desperate to make it into the first team, so obviously I'm looking to learn as much as I can from Hector Bellerin and Kieran Tierney, who are both attack-minded defenders. They love getting forward and helping the team in the final third, 
but they've also got the work rate and determination to get back and cover in defence. That's what my game is all about. I'm just going to keep working hard every day so that I can hopefully follow in their footsteps. The Lowdown Earliest memory of football Playing in Power League with friends Got me into football? My mum Biggest influence on my career? Mum First footballer I looked up to, Cristiano Ronaldo Team I supported growing up, Barnett Best goal of all time Rooney overhead kick versus Man City. Best goal I've ever scored. Free kick against Watford from 30 yards. Best game I've ever had. For England against France under-16s. Best player I've ever faced. Bakir Saka. Sing one song to save my life. Mario, let me love you. Another sport I'm good at. Athletics, long jump. Favourite training drill. Crossing and finishing. About you. Best footballing attribute. One-on-one attacking. One thing I want in my career. Win the Champions League. If I wasn't a footballer, I'd be back in school. Player I look up to most. Hector Bellerin. If I could be any footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo. Favourite musician. Lil Baby. Favourite follow on Instagram. I'm just bait. Thing I need on an away trip. Airpods. Favourite pre-match song. Roddy Rick Ballin. Best thing about being at Arsenal. Family atmosphere around the club. Around the academy. Most skills in their locker. Kido Telehart. Best passing range. Ben Cottrell. Best touch. Miguel Aziz. Most two-footed. Miguel would-be best manager, Tom Smith. Strongest, me. Funniest, Ryan Alabioso. Best singer, Levi Lang. Rate yourself. Pace, 10 out of 10. Dribbling, 9 out of 10. Passing, 7 out of 10. Shooting, 8 out of 10. Defending, 7 out of 10. Physical, 9 out of 10. Academy alumni, Anthony Stokes, Now aged 31, Anthony Stokes is enjoying life in Turkey after spells in England, Scotland, Greece and Iran. The forward made one substitute appearance for us in the League Cup in 2005 after breaking into the reserves at the age of 15. He proved himself as a clinical finisher on loan at Falkirk, where he bagged 14 goals in 16 games before moving permanently to Sunderland. Stokes was limited to substitute appearances for the Black Cats and was sent on loan to Sheffield United and Crystal Palace before moving to Hibernian, where he once again showed his goal-scoring prowess, scoring 25 goals in 48 games for Hibs, prompting Celtic to sign the forward. It was at the Glasgow club where he enjoyed great success, lifting four league titles, two Scottish Cups and one League Cup. However, His relationship with the club soured towards the end of his contract and as a result he was sent back to Hibernian on loan. During his six-month spell back at Easter Road, Stokes helped the club lift the Scottish Cup for the first time since 1902. Burt returned to England in the summer, signing for Blackburn Rovers. After only a season with the former Premier League champions, 
Stokes was back at Hibs for another six months before moving to Apollon Smyrny in Greece. His time at the club didn't go quite to plan after playing four times without scoring before his contract was terminated. A successful move to Tractor FC in Iran followed, where he scored 13 goals in 24 appearances before moving to Adana Demirspor in the summer. The Blue Lightnings currently play in the TFF First League, which is the second division in Turkish football. Good luck with your time in Turkey, Anthony. Academy News Greenwood on the mark England under-18 swept past Russia during the international break with Sam Greenwood getting himself on the score sheet. PSV's Noni Madueke opened the scoring for the Young Lions before Greenwood doubled the advantage before half-time. Cole Palmer, Morgan Rogers and Alex Mighton completed the 5-2 victory. Greenwood has been one of our most consistent performers this season, featuring for our under-18s, under-21s and under-23s. He made his Premier League 2 debut this season against Liverpool and has scored twice in five games for our under-18s. Well done, Sam. Keep it up. Gunners double secures point. Miguel Aziz hit an injury-time stunner after Sam Greenwood had pulled a goal back as England under-18s came from behind to draw with Norway. The young Lions found themselves 4-2 down with 10 minutes remaining before Greenwood made no mistake from the penalty spot to give the youngsters hope. In the fifth minute of stoppage time, Aziz stepped up to score the goal of the match from 25 yards when his powerful effort flew past Marcus Nielsen to complete the impressive comeback. Aziz signed his first professional contract with the club in October and has featured prominently for our under-18s this season. Smith Rowe scores. Emile Smith-Rowe netted for England under-20s as the young Lions beat Portugal 4-0 during the international break. It was a comfortable win for Keith Downing's side as goals from Stoke City's Tyrese Campbell, son of former gunner Kevin Campbell, and Manchester City's Ian Pavida Ocampo fired them into a commanding lead. Midway through the second half, Smithrow sealed a perfect performance with a well-taken goal in his first international match of the season. It's great to see Emil Bank scoring after being sidelined due to an injury sustained against Frankfurt in October. Our midfielder played 90 minutes for our under-23s against Spurs on his way back to fitness and is edging closer to a return to the first team. Match Report Wolves Premier League, match day 11, 3pm, Saturday, November the 2nd, Emirates Stadium. Arsenal 1, over Mayang, 21, Wolves 1, Jimenez, 76. Arsenal team, 1, Leno, 21, Chambers, 5, Socrates, 23, David Luiz, 3, Tierney, substitute, 88th minute, 8, Zabalos, 11, Torreira, Substitute 73rd minute. 29. Gwenduzi. 10. Ozil. 14. Obermeang. 9. Lacazette. Substitute 60th minute. Substitutes Martinez, Bellerin, Willock, Saka 73, Kalasinak 88, Pepe, Martinelli 60. Wolves team 
11. Rui Patricio 2. Doherty Substitute 70th minute 8. Neves 9. Jimenez 16. Coardi 18. Diogo Jota Substitute 90th minute Yellow card 27. Sice Yellow card 28. Moutinho 32. Dendonka 37. Traore 19. Castro Substitutes Ruddy, Cutrone, Gibbs White, Nedro Neto, 90, Perry, Ruben Vinagre, 70, Kilman. First half, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored his 50th goal for the club as we took control in the first half. David Luiz made inroads down the right. His low ball in was collected by Alexandre Lacazette and moved on to Aubameyang, lurking 12 yards out. The finish was exceptional, our top scorer adjusting to a minor flick off a defender to side foot first time past Rui Patricio. Having reached his half-century, Aubameyang could have moved on to 51, but missed a presentable chance after shaky Wolves defending. With Mesut Ozil influential, we were on top. But the visitors started to dominate at the end of the half and we needed a brilliant save from Bernd Leno to keep out Matt Doherty. Second half, Wolves forced us back again after the break, but we dealt with the pressure fairly comfortably. That was until Jao Moutinho found space on the right and Raul Jimenez climbed highest to beat Leno. It was the third game in a row we had surrendered a lead. Match stats, total shots, Arsenal 10, Wolves 24. Shots on target, Arsenal 4, Wolves 8. Corners, Arsenal 8, Wolves 9. Offsides, Arsenal 2, Wolves 2. Fouls, Arsenal 6, Wolves 15. Possession, Arsenal 58%, Wolves 42%. This concludes Match Report. 35 years in the community. An overview of our current work in the community around healthy living. Parents Get Active Session. We have been running a fun fitness session on Tuesday evenings at Highgate Woods School for parents of the Football Plus participants whilst their football training session takes place. The idea is to help parents find the time to exercise in their busy schedule. The class involves warm-up games and a range of circuit-based exercises which provide a whole-body workout. Women's Walking Football Our over-40s women's walking football team have had a busy schedule recently with tournaments and trials. In the photograph, in the hard copy of this programme, they are winning a tournament hosted by Tottenham Hotspur. Well done, ladies! Women's Walking Football England Trial Judith was selected to play for England in the first ever Women's Walking Football International against Guernsey on Friday, November 1st, 2019. Judith said, It was a fantastic experience on and off the pitch and such an honour and a privilege to play for England and be part of history in the making. It was a special occasion which I will remember for the rest of my life. Such a great achievement. Well done, Judith. Daily Mile Arsenal in the Community, the Daily Mile and London Marathon events 
combined their passion for getting young people active by inviting local schoolchildren to run in unison around Emirates Stadium. The Daily Mile aims to encourage children of all ages and abilities to participate in at least 15 minutes of physical activity a day. Now one of the world's biggest and most influential children's health and fitness initiatives, the Daily Mile has over 2.3 million children signed up to take part across 71 countries. More than 1,400 primary school children from 20 Islington schools took part in the event. The children were treated to special guest appearances from Paralympic gold medal winning wheelchair athlete David Weir, rudimental musician Leon Roll, a.k.a. DJ Locksmith, and Arsenal's very own mascot, Gunnosaurus. We are also excited to welcome children from some of our local primary schools and our junior gunners to walk around the pitch at half-time at today's match. They will be joined on the pitch by the Daily Mile's founder, Elaine Wiley, MBE, who founded the initiative while head teacher at a single primary school in Stirling, Scotland. She is now actively involved in rolling out the programme internationally. If you would like more information on Arsenal in the Community's health programmes, email Joe Chaffee, jchaffee at arsenal.co.uk. Photo of the week Arsenal in the Community's Twitter account, at AFC Community, highlights some of this month's community work. Thanks, at Adidas, for inviting participants from our community projects to the launch of their London store. The group customised their own hashtag AFC shirts with at Masoud Azil 1088, at David Louise underscore 4, at El Torreira 34, at Kieran Tierney 1. Follow us on Twitter at AFC Double Club. The Visitors, Southampton, by Mike Hammond. It's been a season to forget so far for Southampton, who arrive in North London with just eight points from their first 12 matches and in deep trouble at the wrong end of the Premier League table with only newly promoted Norwich City below them. Worse still, the Saints have picked up just one point from their last seven matches, a 1-1 draw at Wolves that preceded a Friday night horror show at home to Leicester when they succumbed to a 9-0 loss, registering the English top flight's heaviest ever home defeat in the process. While the Saints went through a similarly turbulent autumn last season, resulting in the dismissal of manager Mark Hughes in December, it seemed as if the team had turned a corner following the appointment of XRB Leipzig boss Ralf Hasenhüttl. A pivotal 3-2 win against Arsenal shortly after his arrival, the Saints' first home win of the campaign, lit the fuse for a much-improved run after the turn of the year that brought six wins, six draws and six defeats and lifted the club to a final position of 16th, five clear of the drop zone. By and large, Saints fans were delighted with the improvement made under their new Austrian manager and were optimistic about challenging for a top 10 placing this term, but after a decent start to the current campaign, which yielded away wins at Brighton 2-0 and Sheffield United 1-0, 
A 3-1 home defeat by Bournemouth triggered a malaise that peaked on the night of October the 25th when a 10-man Saints side were sliced apart by Leicester. Since then, they have lost twice at Man City 3-1 and 2-1, the first game eliminating them from the Carabao Cup and gone down 2-1 at home to Everton. It goes without saying that Southampton are in urgent need of a pick-me-up, especially at St Mary's, where they have collected just one point all season in a 1-1 draw against Man United at the end of August. The good news is that they have a winnable list of fixtures coming up. After today, they have back-to-back home games against the other two sides in the drop zone, Watford and Norwich, before taking on three other teams currently in the bottom half of the table. Newcastle away, West Ham home and Aston Villa away in the run-up to Christmas. Premier League ever present since 2012, when they won promotion under Nigel Adkins, Southampton have been through six different managers since Mauricio Pochettino, Ronald Koeman, Claude Poole, Mauricio Pellegrino, Hughes and now Hasenhutl. While the latter is generally a popular figure, he more than anyone knows that results must improve before the turn of the year. A positive outcome against Arsenal today would certainly be a step in the right direction. Southampton Fact File Founded 1885, nickname Saints, owner Lander Sports, chairman Gao Zheng. Most appearances Terry Payne, 713. Top goal scorer Mick Channon, 223. Social, Twitter, 1.1 million. Insta, 659,000. Speedy Saints, Sadio Mane and Shane Long both set Premier League records while playing for Southampton. Mane netted the fastest Premier League hat-trick at 2 minutes and 56 seconds against Aston Villa in 2015, and Long scored the quickest Premier League goal last season against Watford after 7.69 seconds. Fantastic Saints Southampton set a record attendance by a single club at the New Wembley in 2010 when 44,000 fans attended the Johnston Paints Trophy final. Goals from Ricky Lambert, Adam Lalana, Papawago and Dio and Mikhail Antonio secured a 4-1 victory. Top goal scorers, Premier League, Danny Ings, 5, James Ward-Prowse, 2, Musa Dienpo, 2, Yannick Vestergaard, 1, Nathan Redmond, 1. Most assists, Premier League, Sofian Bufal, 2, Danny Ings, 1, Kevin Danso, 1. World Cup winner, Saints record appearance holder, Terry Payne, was a member of the World Cup winning England squad of 1966. Payne was ruled out of the final after picking up an injury against Mexico and therefore missed out on a winner's medal. But after an FA-led campaign, he and the rest of the squad who missed out, including Arsenal's George Eastham, received medals in 2009. Kevin sent. In 1980, Southampton sent shockwaves across the footballing world when it was announced they would sign Footballer of the Year Kevin Keegan from Hamburg. Keegan went on to score 37 goals in 68 games for the Saints before leaving for Newcastle United. Head-to-head, 2019-20 Arsenal vs Southampton. 
Average goals per game, Arsenal 1.5, Saints 1.3. Shots, X blocked, Arsenal 102, Saints 67. Percentage shots on target, Arsenal 47.1, Saints 43.3. Cards, Arsenal 1 red card, 27 yellow, and Saints 2 red cards and 14 yellow. Fouls, Arsenal 110, Saints 114. Percentage goals to shots, Arsenal 14.7, Saints 19.4. Corner kicks, Arsenal 83, Saints 41. Average goals conceded per game, Arsenal 1.4, Saints 1.3. My story. The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation. Registered charity number 1145668. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund the Helen Bamber Foundation, a charity that supports survivors of human rights violations, including torture and trafficking. Friday, 55, tells us how they have helped him rebuild his life. I've been playing football for a very long time. I followed English football even when I was little because we used to buy a magazine back home called Shoot. I think that were it not for some unforeseen circumstances, I probably would have been a professional footballer. I was very skillful. Shoot magazine gave us insight into teams like Nottingham Forest, Norwich and Celtic. The player I remember is the late Justin Fashionu, but I started following Arsenal about 25 years ago now from back home. I came to the UK in 2001 on a visit. I stayed for a couple of months, but I had a very prosperous business to get back to. Then, heading back home, things didn't go right and I had to flee. I arrived back in the UK in late 2003, so I've been in this country now for about 16 years. I had a problem with my sexual orientation back home. I got attacked for that. In my community, it's an aberration. It is condemned as a way of life. For me, there were consequences. I was attacked, intimidated, and I suffered an arson attack. I had to flee for my life, leaving my mother behind. She has since passed away. I was not in a very good state mentally, emotionally, or physically when I came to the UK. I'd suffered some very grievous injuries. But I didn't know how to apply on the grounds of security, so I was wandering the streets. I was welcomed in by part of the church that I attended back home, but in 2017 I was detained by immigration law enforcement. I was held for three months. I had to file for asylum, and then I went to another detention centre. It was very traumatic, and I still feel the impact as we speak, but I'm on the mend. When I was released in November 2017, I was suicidal, and I was diagnosed with PTSD. I was referred to the Helen Bamber Foundation, and I was welcomed as a person, not seen as a statistic. That gave me hope. They have helped me find somewhere to live, get medical care, and start exercise therapy. I also got a financial grant and permission to stay here as a refugee. What they have done for me and are still doing for me has been fantastic. Then they have their football team. We play regardless of race, nationality, gender, sex, whatever. We also come together just to stay healthy and to talk. 
I think I'm a born striker, but age is catching up with me, so I play in central defence. But in my head, I'm still a striker. Among other things, I want to be a psychologist, and I've done a course in social psychology. I really want to relate to people, and to help people the way I've been helped. I think it's amazing that Arsenal helped the Helen Bamber Foundation to help me to help us. Thank you. For more information, visit helenbamba.org. This concludes my story. Match Report. Leicester City. Premier League. Match Day 12. 5.30pm, Saturday, November the 9th. King Power Stadium. Leicester City, 2. Vardy, 68. Madison, 75. Arsenal, 0. Referee, Chris Kavanagh. Attendance, 32,309. Away fans, 3,200. Arsenal, 1. Lino, 2. Bellerin, 1. Yellow card. 21. Chambers. 16. Holding. Substituted with Pepe in the 77th minute. 23. David Lewis. 31. Kolasinac. 11. Torreira. Substituted with Willock in the 80th minute. 29. Gwenduzi. 10. Azil. 14. Obamayang. 9. Lacazette. Substitutes. Martinez, Tierney, Socrates, Saka, Pepe, Martinelli, Willock. Leicester City, 1. Schmeichel, 21. Pereira, 6. Evans, 4. Soyunku, 3. Chilwell, 25. Nadidi, 21. Tielemans, 10. Madison, 17. Perez, substituted with Gray in the 60th minute. 15. Barnes, substituted with Priet in the 73rd minute. 9. Vardy. Substitutes. Ward, Justin, Morgan, Chowdhury, Priet, Albrighton, Gray. First half. We looked content to concede possession in the opening half, standing off Leicester when they had the ball in their own half. But at times we were living dangerously, with Jamie Vardy very nearly converting a low cross at the far post and Harvey Barnes misdirecting a header. At the other end, Alexander Lacazette had our best chance after being set up by the returning Hector Bellerin, but he failed to make decent contact when well placed in front of goal. Second half. Wilfred Ndidi struck the bar for the hosts early in the second half, before new captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang had a goal ruled out for offside. David Lewis and Bellerin had efforts off target before the Foxes took over. Vardy finished a good move with a crisp finish to net his ninth goal from nine appearances against us. He then set up the second goal for England's James Madison to strike home from outside the area. We were unable to respond and slipped to our third league defeat of the season. Match stats Total shots Leicester City, 19 Arsenal, 8 Shots on target Leicester City, 7 
Arsenal 1. Corners. Leicester City 5, Arsenal 4. Offsides. Leicester City 1, Arsenal 2. Fouls. Leicester City 10, Arsenal 10. Possession. Leicester City 50%. Arsenal 50%. News from Arsenal's official supporters clubs. Arsenal Norway are 40. Arsenal Norway was established in 1979 by four 17-year-olds. Now, 40 years later, we are around 7,000 members, thus one of the biggest supporter clubs in the Arsenal family. At the beginning of October, more than 160 of our members came to London to celebrate our 40th anniversary at the home of football. We rented Dial Square at Emirates for our big night, and the annual meeting and dinner was held before the highlight of the evening, the one and only Per Matasaka. After an interesting Q&A with Per, it was time for autographs and pictures, and he had time for everybody. What a legend Per Matasaka is. He really made this celebration special. Alongside him was also another legend, Gunnosaurus. On Sunday, our members, travelling with kids, got to visit the players' entrance to see the bus arrive, and after we had secured three points against Bournemouth, it was time to meet a player. Tony Adams was pitch-side, and he was more than willing to sign autographs and take pictures with us before Matteo Ganduzzi arrived to do the same. This was a fantastic weekend for our members, and we would like to thank Arsenal FC and their employees for all the help and cooperation in our celebration. We are ready for the next 40 years as a supporters club for the best club in the world. Remarkable road trip. On October the 23rd, 55 members of Arsenal America made their annual road trip from various points across the country to arrive in London for Arsenal versus Vitoria followed by Arsenal versus Crystal Palace three days later. Some were return road trippers, others had never been to the Emirates Stadium. Following the Victoria match, the win-energised Gooners set off on various pre-arranged activities, including a pub crawl, lunch at Pybury Corner, a Legends tour with the incomparable Charlie George, and a party at the London Arsenal Supporters Clubhouse. It's always a special trip, and this one was no different. A Sunday dawned, and the Americans made their way into the heart of the den of the team they followed from afar. The excitement was at fever pitch. Though the result was not as hoped, it did little to take away from the pure joy of seeing the match and singing with the crowd. It could never have diminished the thrill of hearing... Living in America by James Brown at half-time in appreciation of their attendance. That match, despite the draw, only served to strengthen the resolve of these supporters who wake at 4am in some cases to watch with badge on chest and heart on sleeve. Arsenal America wishes to thank everyone at the travel events and liaison team for welcoming such a large, loud group of Yanks who delight in following the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners! Arsenal Women. The latest news and results from the Women's Super League champions. Arsenal win record-breaking NLD. Barclays FA Women's Super League. 
Sunday, November the 17th, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Tottenham nil, Arsenal 2, Little 66, Midema 81. Arsenal claimed local bragging rights by winning the WSL's first ever North London derby 2-0 in front of a league record 38,262 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last Sunday. Joe Montemuro's lineup had a familiar look to it, with Manuela Zinsberger returning in goal behind Lisa Evans, Leah Williamson, Jennifer Beatty and Katie McCabe. Leah Walty retained her place in midfield behind Jordan Nobbs and Kim Little, while Daniela van der Donk and Beth Mead flanked Viviane Medema up front. Arsenal struggled to build on their near-faultless performance against Manchester City last time out, however, and chances were few and far between in the opening stages, until Mead drove into the box and curled an effort past the far post. Kit Graham twice went close for the hosts, although it was Midema who came closest to breaking the deadlock when she hit the crossbar with a thunderous effort. The Gunners moved up through the gears after the break and it was the skipper who opened the scoring in trademark style, little driving at the defence before firing home from the edge of the area. And Midema made sure of the points with ten minutes remaining when she latched on to an underhit back pass, rounded former Arsenal goalkeeper Rebecca Spencer and sent the 3,000 away fans home happy at a job well done. Arsenal team, Zinsberger, Beatty, Williamson, Van der Donk, Nobbs, Ruard, 87, Little, Midema, Walty, McCabe, Evans, Mead, Meyer, 84. Subs not used, Mitchell, Quinn, Peyraud, Magnin, Schnaderbeck. 2019-20 WSL fixtures. Sunday, 8th of September, West Ham United, 2-1. Thursday, 12th of September, Fiorentina, UCL, 4-0. Monday, 16th September, Manchester United, 1-0. Sunday, 22nd September, London City Lionesses, CC, 5-0. Thursday, 26th of September, Fiorentina, UCL, 2-0. Sunday, 29th September, Brighton and Hove Albion, 4-0. Sunday, 13th of October, Chelsea, 1-2. Wednesday, 16th of October, Slava Prague, UCL, 5-2. Sunday, 2nd of October, Charlton, CC, 4-0. Sunday, 27th of October, Manchester City, 1-0. Thursday, 31st of October, Slavia Prague, UCL, 8-0. Sunday, 3rd of November, Brighton and Hove Albion, CC, 0-0. Sunday, 17th of November, Tottenham Hotspur, 2-0. Thursday, 21st November, Bristol City, 7.30pm, home. Sunday, 24th of November, Liverpool, home. Sunday, 1st of December, Bristol City, home. Sunday, 8th of December, Reading, away. Wednesday, 11th of December, London Bees, 7.30pm, home. Sunday, 15th of December, Everton, 12.30pm, away. Sunday, 5th of January, Birmingham City, home. Sunday, 12th of January, Brighton and Hove Albion, away. Sunday, 19th of January, 
Chelsea, home. Sunday, 2nd of February, Manchester City, away. Sunday, 9th of February, Tottenham Hotspur, home. Thursday, 13th of February, Liverpool, away. Sunday, 23rd of February, Reading, home. Sunday, 22nd of March, Bristol City, 3pm, away. W stroke T, 25 stroke 6, March, PSG, UCL, home. Sunday, 29th of March, West Ham United, 3pm, away. W stroke T, 25 stroke 6, April, PSG, UCL, away. Thursday, 5th of April, Manchester United, home. Sunday, 26th of April, Birmingham City, away. Saturday, 16th of May, Everton, to be confirmed, home. 2pm, kick-off unless stated. Women's Super League table. Chelsea, played 6, won 5, drawn 1, lost 0, goal difference 9, points 16. Man City, played 5, won 5, drawn 0, lost 1, goal difference 11, points 15. Arsenal, played 6, won 5, drawn 0, lost 1, goal difference 8, points 15. Everton, Played 6, won 4, drawn 0, lost 2, goal difference 4, points 12. Manchester United, played 6, won 3, drawn 0, lost 3, goal difference 4, points 9. Tottenham, played 6, won 3, drawn 0, lost 3, goal difference minus 2, points 9. Reading, played 5, won 2, drawn 1, lost 2, goal difference minus 2.7. West Ham United, played 6, won 2, drawn 0, lost 4, goal difference minus 7.6. Brighton and Hove Albion, played 6, won 1, drawn 2, lost 3, goal difference minus 5.5. Birmingham City, Played 5, won 1, drawn 0, lost 4, goal difference minus 6, points 3. Bristol City, played 6, won 0, drawn 3, lost 3, goal difference minus 7, points 3. Liverpool, played 6, won 0, drawn 1, lost 5, goal difference minus 7, points 1. Continental Cup Group B. Brighton and Hove Albion played 4, won 3, drawn 0, lost 1, goal difference 7, points 8. Bristol City played 3, won 2, drawn 1, lost 0, goal difference 4, points 8. Arsenal played 3, won 2, drawn 1, lost 0, goal difference 9, points 7. London Bees played 4, won 2, drawn 0, lost 2, goal difference minus 5, points 5. Charlton played 4, won 1, drawn 0, lost 3, goal difference minus 6, points 4. London Lionesses played 4, won 0, drawn 1, lost 3, goal difference minus 9, points 0. It's PSG in the Champions League. 
Arsenal's reward for their emphatic 13-2 aggregate win over Slavia Prague in the Women's Champions League is a mouth-watering quarter-final tie against Paris Saint-Germain. The two legs will take place on Wednesday, Thursday, March 25th stroke 26th at Boreham Wood FC, followed by the return fixture in the French capital a week later on Wednesday stroke Thursday, April the 1st stroke 2nd. PSG were Champions League finalists in 2015 and 2017, losing to Frankfurt and Lyon respectively. Last season they beat Chelsea on their way to the quarter-finals. Star players at PSG include German midfielder Sarah Dabritz, Danish forward Nadim Nadim and Brazilian Formiga, who has played at seven World Cup finals. This concludes Arsenal Women. My Arsenal from the fans. We hear about your heroes, hangouts and heart-stopping moments. Email program at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. Michael O'Donnell, aged 46, from Belfast. Why are you an Arsenal fan? Apparently, while watching Football Focus circa 1980, I stated that I liked the team with the red top with white sleeves and promptly announced from that point on that I supported Arsenal. No family links... Just random. First Arsenal game. A 2-1 defeat at Highbury in 1985-86 against Manchester United that included a missed penalty from my boyhood hero, Charlie Nicholas. Favourite Arsenal game. The 4-2 victory over Liverpool on Good Friday 2004 at Highbury. Henri's wonder goal, my favourite ever, and an amazing atmosphere. Match day routine before kickoff. It's all planes, trains, and automobiles. Favorite place to eat before a game. Pybury Corner. How do you feel when you approach the ground? Sentimental. I often get off at Arsenal Station to enjoy the merchandise stores, catch a glimpse of old Highbury, and take in the atmosphere. Do you go straight home after a game? Back in the day, I would have gone out on the town with the boys. These days, I'm usually making a dash back to Heathrow. Favourite away ground? I enjoyed the walk from Putney Bridge Tube Station along the Thames to Craven Cottage. Plus, we won 3-0 when I went. Favourite piece of Arsenal memorabilia? I attended the 93 FA Cup final replay and my top one that night was subsequently signed by Tony Adams. What do you wear to games? Depends on the weather, but I usually wear a retro top with JVC on it. Whose name and number do you have on the back of your shirt? Number 10, Bergkamp. Favourite ever Arsenal shirt? 88 to 89 Adidas away top. Who is your all time favourite player? Dennis Bergkamp, a world class player, blessed with majestic skill and sublime vision. Do you have an Arsenal cult hero? Ian Wright, 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 a legend who made an instant impact and is still Arsenal through and through. 
best debut performance you've seen. Patrick Vieira versus Sheffield Wednesday, 1996. He was completely immense. Have you ever met any Arsenal players? Tony Adams at an event in Belfast, circa 2013. A real gentleman. Ray Parler at a Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club event, circa 2016. Which current player would you most like to go for dinner with? Alexandre Lacazette. He is my five-year-old daughter Lydia's favourite player. If you could erase one Arsenal moment from history. FA Cup semi-final replay v Man United in 1999 at Villa Park. If you could be present at any Arsenal match in history. Anfield 89. Between the nerve-wracking intensity and the utter madness when Thomas scored, the joy must have been unbeatable. My top five. Favourite goals. 1. Tony Woodcock v West Brom, 1984. 2. Ian Wright v Everton, 1993. 3. Dennis Bergkamp v Leicester City, 1997. 4. Thierry Henry v Liverpool, 2004. 5. Michael Thomas v Liverpool, 1989. Teams. For Arsenal. Head coach, Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and white socks. 1. Bent Leno, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 3. Kieran Tierney. 5. Socrates Papastathopoulos. 8. Danny Ceballos. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Mesut Ozil. 11. Lucas Torreira. 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 15. Ainsley Maitland-Niles 16. Rob Holding 19. Nicolas Pepe 20. Schroeder Mustafi 21. Callum Chambers 23. David Lewis 24. Reese Nelson 26. Emiliano Martinez Goalkeeper 27. Konstantinos Mavropanos 28. Joe Willock 29. Matteo Ganduzi 31. Zyrd Kolasinac 32. Emil Smith-Rowe 33. Matt Macy, goalkeeper 34. Granit Xhaka 35. Gabriel Martinelli 77. Bukeo Saka For Southampton, manager Ralph Hasenhutl Black shirts with yellow shorts and socks. 1. Alex McCarthy, goalkeeper. 2. Cedric Suarez. 3. Mayo Yoshida. 4. Yannick Vestigard. 5. Jack Stevens. 7. Shane Long. 9. Danny Ings. 10. Shea Adams. 12. Musa Genepo. 14. Oriel Remu. 16. James Ward-Prowse 17. Stuart Armstrong 19. Sofiana Buffal 20. Michael Obafemi 21. Ryan Bertrand 22. Nathan Redmond 23. Pierre-Emile Hoy-Pierre 27. Will Smallbone 28. Angus Gunn, goalkeeper 29. Jake Vokens 30. Callum Slattery 31. Kane Ramsey, 35, Jan Bednarak, 38, K. 
Kevin Danso, 40, Dan Unlandulu, 41, Harry Lewis, goalkeeper, 43, Jan Valerie, 45, Sam McQueen. Match officials, referee Stuart Atwell, assistant referees Richard West, Neil Davis, fourth official Gavin Ward, VAR official Andy Maidley, additional VAR official Eddie Smart. Today's other fixtures, 3pm unless stated. West Ham United versus Tottenham Hotspur at 12.30pm. Bournemouth versus Wolves. Brighton and Hove Albion versus Leicester City. Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Everton versus Norwich City. Watford versus Burnley. Manchester City versus Chelsea at 5.30pm. The Arsenal Foundation. Helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. VAR. What can it be used for? Goals. Offside in build-up. Foul by attacker in build-up. Ball out of play. Penalties. Awarded. Not awarded. Foul inside or outside the box. Foul by attacker in build-up. Ball out of play. Red cards, correctly given, incorrectly given, not the second yellow card. Or mistaken identity, the red yellow card given to the wrong player. A new season begins, a new thrill awaits. Visit Rwanda, official tourism partner of Arsenal Football Club. In the hard copy there is a glorious photograph. The caption is... The canopy walkway in Rwanda's Nyangwe forest is a hanging footbridge suspended 70 metres, 230 feet, above the forest floor and running a total length of 160 metres, 525 feet. The website www.visitrwanda.com On Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at visitrwanda underscore now. Backup. Cyber protection for your data. Keep your data safe with the most secure backup. www.acronis.com